So wait, what is this called again? A weeping angel. I mean, it looks a lot like my ex-mother-in-law screaming that I'm not good enough. I don't quite understand the rules of this game. I told you we're going to freeze Gallifrey. Okay, see, that's the problem. I don't know what the hell Gallifrey is, so... It's a planet that we're going to freeze in a pocket universe. Geronimo! God, you're bizarre. People of Earth, if you are hearing this, you are receiving a signal from another planet. Fanboy planet. Watch animated chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie. Sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the left to F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor. I'm just the definition of a fanboy, baby. I'm a nerd overdrive. I will always survive. Listen up, fanboy. It's the Fanboy Planet Podcast, and here he is, your late-night host, Derek McCaw. You know, this is Derek McCaw, and, and, and for a school night, this is a late night. It's like 9.15. Ooh, Campbell after dark. We are podcasting from the the Coffee Society, Coffee in, Society uh, in on Thursday, March 19th. I know the date. Uh, and we're outside of the Camera 7 Cinema as well, because we've just come. From uh, I guess you can't call it the world, but the first screening yes. of, yeah. of uh, edited together every episode of Donovan and Sims season one. Correct. So we're going to hold off. Uh, you heard our announcer because because uh, our man in Los Angeles, Nate Costa, could not call in to the Coffee Society. <laughs> Unfortunately, he's decaf tonight. But we do have, of course, <laughs> podcast producer and announcer on the fly. I am Rick Brett Snyder, and we are sitting here with the creative geniuses. Behind the, fanboy, behind the Fanboy Planet <laughs> podcast. You can call me Sid. Okay. <laughs> knee. Your close friends call you Knee. Uh, <laughs> we're going to see. Okay. Not even close. You know, this is visual. Uh, this is audio. People can't see that. But I got a di- the dirtiest look I've gotten since a week and a half ago when I saw my daughter. Um, and, you know, <laughs> oh, <my laughs> you know, oh, she's 15. <laughs> so, uh, Sydney, a teenager beyond her life. Anyway, the creative team behind Donovan and Sims, we have... Uh, Dave McGuire, say hello, Dave. Hello, everyone. And uh, Jason Salazar. Hello, folks. And the star, the way she has it, if she has her way for season two, it'll just be Sims. Yeah. And Hi. in tiny letters, Donovan. Uh, <laughs> Sydney Salazar. Hello. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. She's already got the Marlene Dietrich. She's loving it. Yes. You okay. can call her Lawrence, too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. Lawrence. Anyway, uh... For those who have not, we, we ran some of the episodes on Don, uh, on Fanboy Planet mm-hmm, of Donovan yeah. and Sims. Sort of a buddy cop, if the buddy cop, inse- uh, 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 as one episode directly references, Turner and Hooch, yeah. if yes. the if the dog were a seven-year-old. That's right. I thought it was Turn- <laughs> Turner and Hooch if the seven-year-old teamed up with the dog. That actually makes more sense. It, it well, does, but now. it does. But Ditch, you were playing a character who was seven, and uh, she's actually fifty-two. And, uh, yeah, close. Dave got uh, Tom Hanks's line, so I'm going to give it yes. with that. You know, took that verbatim, and in fact, we have a special surprise for you. Tom Hanks's lawyer, right here. Oh, and, uh, oh, hey. Okay, Jason wrote that episode. <laughs> <laughs> Guilty, I did. 
<laughs> I like to borrow things. Anyway, it has been on the web, and you were trying to uh, yeah. you edited this together into one into one thing to show tonight. Yes. Why? Why did you decide to take this off the web and into a into a screening? For your friends uh, to come and see. Just, I, we could. Yeah, really, yeah. I mean, we had the opportunity, and we thought it would be fun, and a lot of our friends actually had not watched it online for reasons unknown. So we have to lock us in a dark room and then force us to watch it, is what you're saying? After you paid. I, I, yeah, but the thing... <laughs> I did, I paid. I yeah, even but bought that's the thing. Blue. I didn't force anyone. It was well, like, here it of, is. Well, one of his friends did this in a theater, and so he thought he could do it, so he rented one of the theaters and did it. Sydney is, of course, talking about our friend Lon Lopez and uh, uh, Crackpot. He, I, I yes. was there. Yes. That was at you the Oaks, the Blue, the yes. blue Light Cinema. And that's yeah. where I originally looked, but they yeah. weren't as receptive as the cameras were, <laughs> so uh, we that's switched. That's interesting. That's yeah, it. so we switched here. But um, no, I mean, yeah, David's right. We literally just did it because we could. Um, and the and price I, was right. And, uh, and I think part of it, too, is also that we... We've, we really were proud of the show. We really enjoyed as I mean, as much... I mean, Jason and I have been doing things back and forth for probably, I don't know... A couple of years? Six years now. Yeah. It's been a while. Ever since Unexpected. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and so this is the one I think that we both were... You know, this was the right tempo because now we could have Sydney be a part of it. So now it's kind of family-related. It, it was... Watch my show, Sydney says. Yeah, we'll get to the plugs <laughs> later. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> um, and so I think we felt that, like, you know, it was a... It was a good enough premise to have fun with and the more we did it the more we thought that you know this could actually be something I mean the people are going out there making other things on YouTube and, and it's getting well received and we thought well you know, we could give our shot for it and um, I think at the end of it or at the end of the 12th episode we kind of realized you know this could be fun to actually move on and do a second season but let's let's see what our friends think and see if they would actually want to maybe see a second season that they would contribute to a second season because you know I mean, we've done this for like what maybe $200 total yeah and so we bought some props some food I mean, there was a cake. There, there was, was a cake. cake. The cake that was twenty dollars right there. That was so the yeah, biggest expense. Yeah, it was. I think it was the cake. The food was the most. <laughs> craft <laughs> services was our budget. That and I think thing. we really wanted to get more money to try to get to season two and get more stuff for season two. You know what? So uh, what I think season two really needs is is more Luke. Oh, oh yeah. Me. Well, we didn't introduce yep. him. To just toss him to the side, yeah, so we know. There's, yeah. There was a lot. I think that people are probably kind of scratching their head, but Luke is, in my head, Luke is going to have a. Uh, that's right. He makes my son makes a cameo. Yes, and uh, and it's perfect casting. So if you flash forward forty years, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. Yeah, we could. Oh my God. Although I don't want the poor boy to think that that's what he's going to grow up and look like. But anyway, Donovan and Sims, twenty forty nine. Daddy showed me the future today. <laughs> Oh, now I've seen everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, so you, yeah, you. Uh, I don't think you officially said tonight like a Kickstarter campaign, but it sounded like maybe we had discussed that when we were planning the, uh, the theater screening because we're like, if we do this, this could be also a good template and you know, uh, kind of like just the starting grounds to be like, hey, if we were to do A, B, and C, would you give us? Dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign. Right. <laughs> so, um, but uh, that too. And I think what we learned, I, we learned today, like what works in the show, because it's weird. You know, you, when you're watching it at home on your own computer, 
you're not really getting a reaction, right? When I was watching it, or when Jason and I would watch it, we're laughing because we're, you know, we're laughing at the jokes that are really funny that we wrote. But now seeing it with a live audience, it's like doing any sort of theater or anything else, right? Now you're actually seeing what jokes work, what jokes aren't working, what parts actually make sense, what parts don't make sense. Um, and at least for me, from my perspective, I don't know how you feel about it, uh, Jason, but I felt like this was a great learning experience to know what season two is going to be. Yeah. And, and, and I think that I'm all for it because I, I know she wants to do it terribly. She talks about it all No, the she time. wants to do it well. She, she doesn't to want do to do it terribly. <laughs> yeah, wow. we're the ones that do it terribly. Jason does it terribly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. when I edit, I, yeah. But no, I completely agree. Um, if we were to get a little more money on the side, I mean, I, I think it would only help. I mean, I think we made a mountain out of a molehill yeah. originally, and I'm, I'm proud of what we did given the circumstances. Absolutely. I've been making no-budget cinema we for, for we forever. We filled all of our seats, so I guess we almost got 60 people inside that theater, so yeah. I guess we got over, like, maybe, like... 30 or 40 or yeah. Yeah, we filled half the theater. So, yes, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we got a we dollar per person. Yeah. Yeah, that was the whole budget. So, but um but like I was saying too at the end like we have another episode that will be up this weekend that uh That's that transition episode because we were in Los Angeles. Yes, yes. when I saw you. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we we traveled to Los Angeles over the summer and uh, I met Derek and his family at, at Universal Studios and me and Sydney the day prior had filmed all day. For a LA episode, because I mean, spoilers, it comes to find out that Sims' parents live in Los Angeles, and so Sims becomes part of the LAPD. And I believe that episode will also feature our podcast announcer who couldn't make it tonight, Nate yeah. Costa. Correct, Does yes, you know? Nate is there in a, in a cameo role, but he's fantastic and hysterical. I actually just showed David the episode last night, and and he pretty much just laughed at Nate. So, I mean, it was, but Nate's hysterical. And, um, and yeah, and we have a little bit of a celebrity internet personality of sorts in the episode as well. I yeah. won't say who. Grumpy Cat. It, yes. Yeah, it's Grumpy Cat. Ah, secrets It's out. a chocolate rain guy. <laughs> like, no. hey, Sims, let's, let's bust crime. <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, yeah. Donovan. Donovan. But, I mean, look for that on our on our YouTube uh, sometime And what's your, what's your new YouTube channel? Uh, it's YouTube.com slash Donovan and Sims. Ever and is that it? ampersand or ant? No, it's out? and the full word. Okay. Yeah, and um, and then we also have a Facebook, which is just Facebook.com Donovan Twitter. and Sims. Twitter I mean, Donovan and Sims. We hit pretty much every social media outlet that we could possibly get our hands on. S I M M S. S I M M S. Yes. Right. And S I M M S. Correct. Same song happening here. And yeah, that's the season two opening. And uh, me and David are going to powwow in the coming weeks and start figuring out the outline for season two. Yeah. And I'm um, going through there and uh, see what happens. You know, the Kickstarter and the money thing, I think, is going to be second to and When us. you say Kickstarter, because I'm going to ask you later yes. afterwards, so you should really consider Indiegogo because right. Kickstarter, you set a goal. If you don't make that goal, you don't get any money. Right. Indiegogo, you, you set a goal. If you don't make that goal, you don't make the goal, but you get the money that's been put. Oh, you get what you've earned. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. that would probably be more realistic. And you do for just us. about everything else you can do on Kickstarter, right? Yeah, it, Indiegogo is better for artistic. Uh, really? okay. I'm all. I say let's do that I'm because okay. yeah. I mean I know people will donate. We have good friends, but will we hit a specific goal? Okay. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think the goal would be be great to be able to do you know. 
throwing it out there. It'd be great if we could somehow magically raise ten grand. <coughs> Which sounds like a lot for something like this, but it really isn't because if I'm going to pay a DP, because I absolutely hate filming. I mean, I do it all the time because I wear all the hats, but I would really like someone. You want to step back from that? And be able I would to watch love it. to. Yeah. I would really love to actually be able to full on direct. Yeah. yeah. Because me filming, editing, writing, directing—it's exhausting. It does. It's exhausting. I mean, that's why. That's why there was like a six-month gap. In Who do you think you are, Robert Rodriguez? David, the job. Yeah. David filmed a few things. I did. Yeah, there, yeah. when David's not on not screen, it's more. Well, <laughs> well, but he filmed enough. Yeah. So, I mean, it's fine. I mean, while I say it's a pain, I still don't ultimately mind doing it because then when I sit down and edit the thing, I have no one to blame but myself. So if I'm like, oh, that shot sucks. Oh, nice job, Jason. You know, so I mean. Some of the shots were very clever. Some were, but I mean, there's only so many ways you can shoot a web series, you know, with a fifty dollar budget. You know, so I mean, well, there's the one one shot of Drew drawing down the. Uh, you got the shot back up the the pistol. Oh, in, yes. into his face. That's a classic shot. It, but it was, was and I rack focused too. It was perfectly framed. It was. It was amazing. Well I have moments. I like. I have an eye. So, but yes. Um, you know, and I think that's why. I mean, you, he was stating something about him wearing so many different hats and. You know, I think that's why we took a six-month break was because we had a situation where he's doing everything and we were, you know, just the two of us. And I think yeah. when season two becomes a thing or the movie becomes a thing, our goal is to try to, you know, yeah. add more people to the mix so that way we're right. not going, you know, bonkers. What about your facial hair? Will you oh, add more facial hair uh, to the mix? No. <laughs> uh, I think uh, after looking at the uh, the incredibly ridiculous facial hair that was on my face, it's going to be a clean-shaven Donovan from from here on. Well, the <laughs> original trailer that we shot as a joke, which was the basis, he, you had you had a lot more. I had a lot more, yeah. And we shot that in like 45 minutes, and we were looking at that, and I'm like, you know, I really think we can make a story out of this. And then he's like, yeah, he's like, but I'm going to shave. And, and he did. Which I think makes it even funnier it, that, that the title sequence has him with facial hair. Right, all of the title sequence was all... It's almost, like a, it's almost like a Charlie's Angels uh, yes. episode. You know, Absolutely. Or, like, or Star Trek The Route of Khan where the blood keeps moving around right. in his chest. <laughs> right, I mean, and now we have 12 episodes, so now when I do the season 2 titles, I actually have episodes, so it's not like just random stuff that we film. It's like, no, you remember that? That was last season. Well, here we go. I, I still want scenes that don't exist. I, you know, <laughs> put him undercover in a That's, Harry Potter robe. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. we'll, we'll have a couple right. random moments. Yeah, like expecto patronum. What episode was that? I want him dressed up as a weeping angel, just to throw back to that. Oh, day. throw back to the mother. Uh, they're Mario. both dressed as mimes, and they've got the guy. Down ooh, the ooh. See, I'm your mother-in-law. A pantomime gun, and there's a guy. Going, oh. Yeah. And they got him an invisible box. That would actually be really funny. I, I it would explain the pantomime gun that we had in multiple sh- <laughs> takes in the show anyway. So it's like, right. oh, well, now we're yeah, we're family friendly. Well, that's only because we uh, only had one gun prop that had to be <laughs> circulated around everybody. That's true. I would like if we could get off to this money and try to make a movie... Yeah, it's either this or college for Sydney. So really, uh, (laughs) which one's more realistic? Education or (laughs) a movie movie. that four people will see? Uh, I think I'm going for that movie. Yeah, I do. At least we'll get another marquee out of it. That's true. Yeah. Ooh, that was exciting, (laughs) wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, that was the probably the the cherry. Well, I'm well. I mean, like Derek, when was when we were in the theater? Like, I saw you taking a picture of the marquee, and I had no idea that they actually put Donovan and Sims up there. So I'm like, why is he taking a picture of something that says, you know, insurgent? 
And then I walked over there, and the name was up, and I was like, holy crap. I'm like, this is amazing. Did I pay for this? Sweet. <laughs> and, then, and I'm, like, telling everyone, like, get your phones out. This is epic. I mean, you know, it's the little things, but it was still, it, it was truly a moment. Drew and I were sitting there trying to figure out what words we could make when we switched the letters. <laughs> yeah. It's moo, and oh, this is funny. Yeah. Uh, but, no. Don't forget, you said it's season one. Next year, bouncy house. There will be a bouncy house. Yes, I will make sure that there's a bouncy, bouncy house. Bouncy house. Bouncy house. Well, that's great because we, Jason had written that episode where there was going to be a bouncy house and there was supposed to be an entire fight inside there. And I was going to write a bouncy house for the birthday episode that the clown or whoever was trying to kill yeah. them. They chased her into a bouncy house, and then they followed, and then they're trying to shoot each other, but they're bouncing all over the place, and it wasn't working. And, I, and then I kind of really thought about the logistics of that, not just from a cost standpoint, yeah. but from me getting in there with right, the camera, right. and them actually It's a whole new level of shaky cam. Shaky cam and pain. Yeah. Because I know if anything went bad, it was going to be me. I would bust my lip, and then that would be the end of the story. So then I was like, oh, and you actually came up. With what if it's just like a party clown? Yeah, and I'm like, oh, and the party clown's evil. Yeah, that's simpler. <laughs> and then it just worked so much better. So a lot of the season, I think it should be like if there were to be uh, a subtitle to this season, it would be like Donovan and Sims colon happy accidents. Yes. Because true, there have been so many happy accidents that have come into play to make up what we did. I mean, um, for instance, the, the whole bar scene between Ross and Melinda, where she hands in that envelope. Yeah. I had originally written that episode, and I had a clear picture in my head what was in there, but I, I, I was not able to make filming. And so they just kind of went like, oh, here, we're going to make it money. And I was like, no, it's not money. No, which changed the entire dynamic for what I had in my head. So then, like, we had to do that. And then a few actors missed a couple of days because of, you know, one of them had a baby, and so we had to reschedule right. it. Um, what a jerk. <laughs> what a jerk. Yeah, he was a jerk. He had a baby. <laughs> a junior. But it's so funny because it's like we were we would like be, you know, sweating and like, you know, getting ulcers and, you know, freaking out. And then like when, by the time the episode was done, we're like, you know what? This actually was like ten times better than what we ever could have. Yeah, our original outline that we sat down and wrote forever ago is not what was the end result yeah. there was a very thin bit of it still there but for the yeah. most part I mean a lot of it kind of came as we went I'm sad to say but it, like you said it did work out it worked out we had so many better moments I think as a result of just kind of working with what we were given and um, I, I'm happy with the the whole last episode we're assuming everyone too has seen these things as we're talking about them but they'll, they'll go seeking they'll it out they'll go to youtube.com slash donovan and sims and uh they should probably pause right now go watch the whole pause. season do it right now that's right watch we'll all wait. 12 and the one shots but hurry after, because sydney's got to go to bed that's right yeah but i mean the whole last episode episode 12 the christmas episode all improv the entire thing was improv he had an idea and he's like, I'm going to write something, we'll get it. And then he shows up, and he's like, yeah, we're just going to make this up. And I was kind of like, okay. And then Casey, who plays Donovan's love interest, shows up, and we're like, yeah, you're, you're improving. And she's like, all right. So that entire conversation, the back and forth was improv, and that was honestly probably one of the hardest things I've ever well, had to never edit. Do that again. Because not just from you know continuity standpoint of like where their body language was and all that but just they made it all up and then I had to make sure that if I liked this question I had to find the right answer and it was a pain in the ass but and it, I said 
Hanukkah isn't even a month. Oh yeah, that's right. She, yeah, Sydney had some good jokes that didn't make it in, but yeah, he made a Hanukkah joke. And but I think what we discovered from that was a, we'll never do that again. And, and, and B, the fact that you know she, she has grown. Sydney has grown so much since the beginning of the show because before it was just sort of like, okay, we're gonna give Donovan all the expositionary dialogue and kind of have him be the driving force, and then Sims will just be there to be the funny side. Yeah. And then as the show kind of progressed, you know, Sydney's amazing improv talents really started to shine, and so she would add and contribute things because we'd be like, okay, say something funny, and she'd say it, and like that's like ten times better than. What you we realize had. she's gonna put this like on, a, on an MP3 player, and she's gonna play that quote back to you yeah. anytime you try to get her to do something. I know. I am a star improver. Well, Luke, too, when we shot that episode with oh. her and Luke, I mean, that whole scene, it, it was written, but then a lot of the dialogue became a little cumbersome for, for yeah. Sydney, and so they kind of just winged it, and they were fantastic. I mean, they played off of each other. I'm not blowing smoke. They, no, they, no. They played off of each other very well, and that's why I was that even telling them. That hill was not my friend. That hill? Yeah, they, they rolled down a hill that wasn't even a hill. It was completely flat, and I just tilted the camera at an angle. It was, so the, ba- it was the Batman <laughs> Yeah, it was, yeah, it was yeah. so ridiculous. I'm like, when I look at it now, I'm like, wow, that really worked, because when I was filming it, I'm like, this is going to suck. <laughs> but I mean, but no, yeah, it's a nice flat hill. But uh, <laughs> but no, Luke will be back, and we'll figure out the mystery of that character oh, yeah. very soon. So he's got it worked out in his head. Oh yeah, excellent. Oh, yeah. excellent. Well, thank you guys. It was a great. It was a great evening. Yes, and, thank uh, you so much for coming. Yeah. Thank you, Sydney, for staying. Yes. So, all right. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. Well, and now we and get we're back. We get to. Uh, I guess the regular portion of the program, but we do still have a guest commentator who was also in Donovan and Sims, but we've had on the show before to talk about Star Wars. So. Indeed. Uh, yeah. So I was I was in that uh, lovely little film. Well, welcome, Drew. Thank you. So, excellent. All right, we're going to talk about stuff that Drew might not know about, uh, and then he's and then we'll talk about stuff that, that he does. That know he about. said, "Do I know about that? Are you?" And then there was a bunch of stuff I can't say because we want to keep the I know, he's found keep it family friendly. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna try. All right. So anyway, we have some comics news, we have some movie news, we have some television news, and the movie news seems to go all over the place, and that's why we've got Drew here. Absolutely. Um, so wanted to talk. Uh, it's been a while since we've actually had a regular podcast, but we're still going to try to keep up to the date because if we talk to about like February comics news, it's no. it's old hat. Yeah. It's it's old. Yeah. It, it's already uh, off of eBay. Uh, so, we're going to say, however, uh, that Archie Comics, which we talked about, I think, in the last time we talked about comics, because they relaunch, they're relaunching Archie himself with a new kind of modern look and modern feel uh, in June, I believe, with uh, writer, writer Mark Wade. And they're ending the old style with Archie 666, which then ties in perfectly with this, that they, that's number 666. And they announced today that they are officially launching as an imprint, Archie Horror. To go along with the fantastic Archie versus Predator, which waiting I for came tales out. from Jughead, or you know. Well, see, here's the thing: we know that there's a that there's a, the, the a tales of Sabrina that's kind of ah, like yes. uh, the first issue came out like five six months ago, and then nothing. So there, that's part of the relaunch is to say, okay, issue two <laughs> of Sabrina's time, coming this, this time for real. Well, I think what really happened was that they got taken by surprise by how popular things were, right? Because not only did they Launch uh, Afterlife with Archie, which did insanely well for them. Yeah. Uh, then they got a TV deal. They're doing a kind of a 
a teen youth drama called Riverdale. Um, so, the, so I'm not going to wear the cape, though. Yeah, exactly. So, one, exactly, it's going to be no tights, no, no flights, tights, no flights. Whoever's playing Archie will not be pure heart. Sorry, people. No Sorry. freckles. No freckles. No freckles. There uh, is so much more to Archie than I ever imagined. I know. I know. And then they also, uh, you know, launched Dark Circle with uh, Black Hood came out, yes. uh, the Fox, and uh, they released this week uh, artwork from the Hangman, or at least a teaser image from the Hangman. So they're bringing back some. And making some pretty dark superhero books yeah. in their 40s MLJ days. Uh, but anyway, they're relaunching with Sabrina and Afterlife with Archie number 8. Uh, and then they promise there will be a third horror title. So it might be Tales from the Jughead. or you I know, hope it's like an anthology thing and not... You know. I think it would be interesting yeah. to, to let people go... I really don't want to see the Archie gang be the Scooby gang. You know, I don't want to have them in They already did that. That was called Archie's Weird Mysteries. Was it? Okay. And it was I don't an, want to see that. And that was an animated series. You can see it. It's available on, from the Shout it. Factory. It's too late. I'm not going to watch it. Oh, yes, you are. No. Yes, you are. Uh, so, anyway, we're happy to see that's coming back. Uh, DC had a couple of controversies. Last week, did you see the the weird costume redesigns that they touted for uh, Superman's going to get a new costume post-convergence. And I saw something. Wonder Woman, which the Wonder Woman one was like, well, at least she's getting long pants again until yeah. people complain. Uh, and there's a new Green Arrow outfit and a new Green Lantern outfit. and I, which every when, when they give her pants, people complain. When they take her pants away, people complain. I call this is just internet baiting because the thing that still wins out is... I'm sorry, walk into Toys R Us. Yeah. Don't look at the action figures because you can't find many DC no. action figures. But look at the wrapping paper or the Lego sets, whatever. There's this thing called licensing, which has millions of dollars tied up, if not billions, tied up in, that in the way that those characters look. So whatever the comics do, does doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, uh, so it's going to, the status quo will come back, especially Green Lantern. You really can't mess with Green Lantern's look for too long. None of the other things, when uh, Kyle Rayner was Green Lantern and his costume utterly changed, that nev- never really took hold with licensing. And even the movie, the movie redesign didn't... Uh, yeah. No, not, never, nothing. Really. Yeah. Batman and Superman sort of had, you know, I but... Well, Batman and Superman keep getting stylized treatments. They don't change the costume. They change the art style, and then they invoke that art style in the... the, Well, uh, they take the trunks away. Well, I mean, I'm thinking about, like, all the different Batman, uh, especially, like, the the Brave and the Bold. Yeah. And then the... uh, Yeah, they're just stylizations. You're right. It's It's, it's still a basic, iconic... I'm trying to remember the one that followed the Brave and the Bold, which was uh, Beware the Bat. Oh, right. Very stylized. Why have I totally forgotten that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, people keep calm there. More controversial, which I think it, it was the Joker variant cover of Batgirl, which you may not have had time to look at Facebook this week. I, and I, I understand. Have not, uh, yeah. Uh, that, have you seen this, Drew? I have seen this. It's yeah, so. Been a, a crazy 48 hours for, the, right, for Joker. In which I would not have. So they're having a month where, because they, they love doing these variant covers, and it. Uh, Strictly for the direct market. I mean, it's only going to be in comic book stores. It's not going to be at your Barnes and Noble, uh, where order a certain amount of any uh, of a title, and there will be mixed in variant covers in which the character is being menaced by the Joker. We had Lego uh, a couple of months ago. We had the bombshells. Yes. Um, and there was a Flash Month. Everything was cut. You know, every ep- cover 
had the Flash on it. Well, they have this one with the Joker dressed sort of like he was in The Killing Joke, and he's holding Batgirl hostage with like a gun to her head. So in The Killing Joke, he, he's in the the Bermuda <coughs> shorts and the Hawaiian the shirt. Vacation, yeah. yeah, with the big floppy hat. And, uh, and the garters holding up his socks or something. So, yeah, but it, it's it's torso up, so you can't really okay. you couldn't see that part. But anyway, he's menacing her. She's crying. She's got uh, Joker smile painted in blood on her face. It's a disturbing yeah. cover. So don't get me wrong on this. Uh, and apparently, Raph, Raphael uh, Albuquerque drew it. There was immediately some controversy. The creators on the book themselves said it's totally at odds with what we. What the book is, who the book is aimed at, what the book is about, yeah, yeah, yeah. and a lot of people complain about the victimization of Barbara Gordon again. Right. Um, however, the defense was, well, it is hearkening back to the Killing Joke, and you know he did paralyze her in that. You know, which is a, funny because there was a whole bunch of controversy when they unparalyzed her that they were losing a, a, a character who had a physical disability and was dealing with it and still part of the hero universe. Right. So it's like. You can't win, DC. Well, the image is not part of continuity. It's, it's a promotion. It's an alternate cover. And I'm of two minds. Part of me says it's like, well, oh, you per- you're portraying the Joker as a horrible human being. Yes. Well, guess what? The He's Joker a horrible is a horrible human it's being. It's a mass murderer. And- but I also see the other side of the Batgirl title is no longer aimed at right. the hardcore fanboy who's like knows. Because I thought about this. All the defense is... But it's it's referencing the Killing Joke. Well, that was thirty years ago. Yeah, and if you're trying to appeal to an audience that is not thirty years old or older, you there's, can't keep there's story and then there's product, right? And there if they, you can't use you can't use existing story to say that we're screwing with the product now and and we're 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 backing off on this promise we made that this is a good story for your daughter. To pick up and read by having this variant cover, right? And some of the people were arguing, saying, "Well, it's a variant; people aren't going to see it." I'm like, "No." <laughs> Did you see it on the internet? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I saw it more on the internet than I would exactly. have seen it if I had yeah. if I had just gone to the store. But the thing with variants is, with these kinds of variants, they are like every other cover on the stack. You know, like if you go and you pick, so the chances are you would have that would have been the cover somebody picked up. Yeah, uh, or, or we've been hanging on the wall in the comic shop. Yeah, where the so DC has pulled it, and now people are upset that they, you know, it's again can't win. But the artist did ask. He said, "I'm sorry, it was not. I I, maybe I went too far. I'm uncomfortable with the response to it. Don't run it." Yeah. And the creative team said, "It's at odds. We'd like it not to be. You know." So it was kind of a DC can't win. Yeah. But on the flip, uh, not on the flip side, but an interesting one last piece of DC news is that a character that I thought has always been underserved but uh, but is now returning at, at post-New 52. Uh, Kate Spencer, the the, man, the coolest of the Manhunters, as far as I was concerned, the one that had pulled weaponry from her job as a DA right. from evidence rooms and started fighting, got, turned vigilante, uh, has, is being reintroduced in Gotham by Night, which is a new title coming in June, which sounds very intriguing to me. Because of Gotham City having elements of the supernatural, so Detective Jim Corrigan, who is not the Spectre in the New 52 continuity, Detective Jim Corrigan and a little team, including now Kate Spencer potentially, are are going to be dealing with Gotham by night. So That's cool. I like the concept. So 
DC, one thing you did this week seemed good. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually better than they usually do, right? (laughs) Yeah. It's sort of like an OSHA thing. We... We've DC's done gone seven well, days did, without doing without incident. Yeah, he's like, he did say seemed good. We're not really <coughs> sure. Right, right. No, we're kidding because there are many things they do that are great. Um, and uh, so I, I, I'm going to talk about Fantagraphics. They tell you what we don't do because I think you're going to be more intrigued. I'm pointing at Rick. Most intrigued by uh, Fantagraphics is going to do a complete hardcover set of Zap comics. Oh, interesting. The basically progenitor of the underground comics. So like movement. archives of the stuff that came out in the archives 70s. Archives of the 60s and 70s of R. Crumb stuff, including number 17, the last issue that was never actually published. Cool. cool. So you can get a nice black slip-covered Yeah, that, that makes edition. for a heck of an omnibus edition. You know, it's, it's not going to be, gonna be an, It's not going to be an omnibus. It's going to be it's, their it's, hardcovers it's, together in a box set. Oh, so for Zap and for Crumb and... Uh, just just the 17 issues that were published as Zap Comics. So 17 issues isn't that much. That's what I'm saying. So it's a decent-sized volume, but not the, huge. Yeah, the photo is like, uh, I should have saw like five volumes. Okay. So they're dividing up. You know, they're thin, but... Okay. So they can both sell them individually if someone There's decides. a lot of great art in that. I mean, I'm remembering Spain in particular was... Who unfortunately just passed away. Oh, he so, did? Yeah, oh, he passed away last week. So I thought it was interesting timing that, that, that a title that launched... Spain, the artist, not the yeah. country, into uh, into the comics world. What was his character? Trash Man yeah. uh, was one of his, his main things. Wonder Warthog from Gilbert Shelton right. uh, got it started in Zap Comics. I don't know if Fabulous Furry Freak Brothers appeared there first or if Shelton did them uh, separately all from the beginning. I think they were in Zap. And they, he did, he, well, he did really short stories, too. It's sometimes right. just like one page or whatever. Yeah. They were all over the place. I mean, they'd show up in, in uh, I understand they used to be in High Times Magazine on occasion. and Because Rick Schneider never read High I Times I never read magazine. it. I, I only looked at it for the pictures. Um, See, it would have been better the other way around. <laughs> we know you. There's no way you ever... <laughs> I bought it for the papers. No. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, well, let's turn to Marvel. The only thing I want to say about Marvel this week is that Secret Wars, number one, we know, you know, we know that everything's coming to an end with Battleworld. Did you buy Howard the Duck, by the way? I did. I haven't read it yet. I just want to say that, like, last week I bought a whole bunch of Marvel books, and almost every single one of them featured Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, I know. So I'm really starting to get bothered by that. No, I, I was talking just yesterday about the fact that every, I mean, there's so many Guardians of the Galaxy book t- related titles, and so and and the 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 latest is the team up book. Yeah, which was and, actually pretty good. And the you've got the legendary Star War Star Lord. You've got Guardians of the Galaxy. You have the Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy three thousand. Um, and and Rocket Raccoon. Technically, just Guardians three thousand. Guardians three thousand. Yeah. Um, but I mean that's and they and they show up in other books. Too. I know you'd think they were the X Men, yeah, um, or Wolverine in the eighties. Wolverine in two thousand, yeah. you know, Wolverine in the eighties, nineties, and two thousand. He's appearing in as many books dead as he was alive. Yeah. Uh, but but it was just like I got to the point in in reading Marvel books last week where it's like, oh, and look, Rockets in the last two pages, <laughs> surprise cameo by the guy who has made a surprise cameo in every other Marvel title I bought this week. Yep. And I love Rocket, but good lord, you'd think he was Anna and Elsa, the way that Marvel is pushing him. Uh, Let it go, Derek. I can't. Oh. 
Yes, that was just to hurt you. Anyway, but Secret Wars number one sold uh, has pre-sold because it hasn't come out yet, but uh, pre-ordered through Diamond, five hundred thousand copies. So half a half a million. So still the most popular book of two thousand fifteen has been Star Wars number one, and that that is interesting. But the most popular book in February, the weird sales thing. Could you guess what the number one? Seller of February was in February, not from DC or Marvel. Oh, really? Uh, Saga? No. Shall I go for a, a, a publisher? I'm going to see. Yeah, turn to the publisher. IDW. Uh, oh, uh, Walking Dead. No, that's Image. Uh, that's Image. Sorry. Um, I don't know what. Orphan Black number one. Oh, really? Interesting. And the reason being is it canon? I don't know. Uh, the reason, though, that it that it hit number one is that Loot Crate is putting oh, out an Orphan yes, Black box in March, so the right, orders were a big bump. Yeah. So I just want to throw it out as a thing, like we because Rocket Raccoon number one sold really well for right. the same reason. Yeah. You've got these box these boxes designed just for collectors. Did you buy into the Marvel one? No. I didn't either. I decided I, not I to. couldn't get the discount. I thought I, I'm not going to want those statues badly enough. No. And you're going to get two T-shirts a month. And I'm like, how many T-shirts do I get to wear a month now? Two, maybe. You know, and they're usually Doctor Who T-shirts. Yeah. So I'm going to be honest about it. But uh, no, um, I, I feel like like it's a new version of what was happening in the '90s with with covers, with with you know, with lenticular and sure, chrome. sure, sure. And now it's, do you have the loot crate, and do you have these collectibles? But if there's 500,000 copies of them out there, right. and everybody's It's fun to... It's it, not an investment anymore, people. You know, I, I do my own... I do unboxing videos <coughs> on YouTube for stuff that I think is going to be interesting, but... When you watch these guys, there are guys that just do unboxing videos for, like, the loot crate stuff. And they're always going, hey, look, a fishing lure. That's really cool. I like that a lot. You know, so being like, being like Seriously, false, a fishing lure? No, they're false happy. It's all the promotional stuff that they couldn't give away at whatever conference they were at. And, you know, it's it's just weird little stuff that you you might look at on the shelf but not actually buy. But because it's in the box, you get it for the... Right, right. Buy. Every now and then there's something I might actually like to have. But it's just basically stuff that sits on your shelf. I don't um, have shelves left. Yeah, me neither. I'm... So I mean, it's, it's, so remember, it's, kids, loot crate's okay when you're 15. Yeah, and you break everything. <laughs> it's like, oh, look. No, because you still have shelf Rocket space. Rocket raccoon toothpaste. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wait, is there? I'll totally get it that. Makes you smell like a raccoon. Wait, that doesn't work mm. at all. They eat raw fish. No, I, I got it. And garbage. And pool water. Tasty, tasty pool water. Thanks for bringing it down. Anyway, so uh, that's, all, that's all the comics that we're not going to do what's in the bag this week uh, because we don't have Nate and we need the theme song. But also, I didn't get to the store. So uh, I did say that I did I did buy Howard the Duck number one, and I just want to say right, right. of the revivals since Steve Gerber no longer is allowed to write it, it's probably the best revival there's been. Excellent. But it is definitely trying to position... Howard the Duck, so that someone who buys it because they saw uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and wonder what's the big deal about Howard the Duck, it is setting that up. So, he, so he's as which Marvel does well, is in a position so you go ah, oh, so that's how that happened. Uh, Even though that's not 
doesn't matter. It is. At all. It is. It's got the new title, which is "Trapped in a World that He's Become Accustomed to." <laughs> I do like uh, one of the things they do care uh, with his characterization that they hadn't done the last couple of times they revived him is picked up what Steve Gerber really set him up as when he first appeared in that swamp. A commentator. Uh, no, he's now trying to be a gumshoe. And oh. so that, that he's really got kind of the madman sort of attitude because you remember he, of course, called Bev Switzer toots all the time yeah, and yeah, babe. Yeah. And so he's walking around like he's in like he's in New York in the 60s, but he's not. And, uh, you know, and everybody's calling him on his not only are, are they sexist attitudes, but they're speciest because, of course, he's a duck. Yes. But uh, but he talks like like a like a whiskey swilling. 60s, you know, guy on top of the world, a cad, and everybody hates him for it. And I thought, okay, that actually works. It that's actually sort of in what Steve Gerber was writing about him. He's yeah. still wearing pants, though. He is. It's back to a uh, Wonder Woman. It's all but over. No, again. no, I get the pants thing because now that Disney owns them, Disney doesn't want him to take out because he doesn't. They don't want any confusion with Donald Duck, even more than they didn't want <laughs> when they weren't the same company. I, I can't yeah oh, I just remember that but the oh, first, yeah. my mother complained when I when I left the issue of Howard the Duck out at home when I was in high school and even now still because and that was her argument Donald stands for everything that's pure and wholesome I'm like really have you, have have you, you ever watched an episode uh, cartoon with he's Donald Duck devious he's a liar. jerk he's he's the bad boy of the Disney universe yeah. anyway speaking of bad boys let's talk about movies uh, this week. The movie that you might be the most excited about in 2015. Me or? I'm looking at Rick. Okay. Uh, in got, 2015. Got this, the worst teaser poster I could have possibly imagined. Uh, James Bond, Spectre. Oh, you didn't like the teaser po- Oh, no, no. No, because the posters all look, it's, it's like any other movie. Right, right, right. No, I'm, I like the, the teaser teaser poster, the one of the bullet hole that oh, looks no, like yeah, the no, 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 no. That, that one was this, classic. But that was months ago. I'm saying yeah, that came out this week. This yeah. is just the Daniel Craig poster? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel Craig as Roger Moore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and what, as, has happened as to movie, what has happened to movie marketing? I Drew Struzan retired. And then, thank heavens he came out of retirement for Bat Kid Begins, because at least that's got a good poster. But I look at it, and when is someone going to say to publicity companies, have you noticed that the uh, movie-going public has noticed that you have not come up with a single unique idea in advertising a film in at least a decade? Because every every campaign is character posters. Title of the movie, over... Okay, I mean, which I realized last year got to its worst when there was a Robert Redford one for Captain America Winter Soldier. But uh, because it's that's a, true, that's <laughs> true. Uh, that's a movie poster so that my mother will go into a movie theater and go, yes. oh, I'll go see Captain America. Guess what? what? He's not Captain America? <laughs> Guess what, Disney? There's no way you're going to get that generation to go see a superhero movie. Might as well at least save the Robert Redford poster. Yeah. Uh, so. And that's what I felt about the Daniel Craig. It's like, it's not even Drew Suzanne because he did, I don't know if he ever did a Bond poster. No. But the Bond posters used to be so cool, so exciting. Oh, yeah. Well, that's because you had uh, Robert McCormick. I don't remember. Doing I know the, you, you. The art uh, for, for them. They're astounding posters. They were cool posters. And if that's. And if you want to sell a Bond film, go ahead with the retro look. Yeah, yeah. Do something There are plenty, artists, do something there are plenty of great artists that can still do that. And, but the. the 
in its and de- Hollywood isn't hiring them. So the I will problem. say, in its defense, um, what that stance and the way Craig looked in that poster was kind of like saying we're we're returning. I mean, Craig's been kind of this fringy James Bond for a long time. I, and not, now he looks like Archer. Yeah, but. That could have been an Archer poster. It could have been the, an Archer poster. The black no, turtleneck. It's the turtle, it's the Archer turtleneck yeah. grant. Yeah, but but it's it's. But it was basically the same image they use. Basically, costuming different, but it's the same image they use for Skyfall. Basically, the same image they use for for Quantum of Solace. I don't remember a Skyfall like that one. But it was a Skyfall with him holding the gun. I mean, yeah. Bond himself is a cliche, and a, and. And they're all cliched poses. I don't know because you're right. Archer has suddenly taken that. But what's what's the uh, Matt uh, Helm for that example? You might as well put yeah. Dean Martin in there. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you look at. I mean, look at Craig's face though. He's got steel blue going on there. The uh, oh great, so he's Zoolander. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, oh, blue steel. Yeah, yeah, blue yeah, steel. Yeah. Blue steel. Yeah. He's Zoolander playing. Which I, I forgot to mention. Of course, you know they did announce that Zoolander too is yes, filming by having a walk off. In, in, in France, that was fabulous. Yes. So, uh, anyway, I'm excited for Spectre, but I'm disappointed in the advertising, and I want to make this plea. Can we do creative posters again? There was a trailer for Pixels. McGinnis, Robert McGinnis. That's the, well, that's you, the poster if guy. If you go back to our, descent, our Christmas episode, I, I love his stuff. there is a b- book that you had yes. recommended. You can find that on Amazon. Uh, you saw the trailer for Pixels, the uh, Adam Sandler and Peter Dinklage versus video game characters. I prefer to say Peter Dinklage and Adam Sandler versus video game characters. <laughs> I realize you prefer to say that. We all prefer to say that. Pac-Man's a bad guy? Just as I, I prefer to think that, you know, Peter Dinklage starred in Knights of Badastum. It yes. just, you know. I like the fact that it looks from, from the trailer, it looks like we have a like a 30 second voice snippet for the setup for this the aliens saw our video games and they sent video games after us that's the whole explanation for the film well the whole thing's based on a, what a five minute yeah effects reel that somebody did yeah 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 but the but I, I i hope they will not go any deeper than that in the film and it's just like it's like the 80s special, all over it's enough setup yeah yeah, yeah. That's plenty yeah. of setup. It's Tetris the movie, and they, they succeeded. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. You know, so I, it's I, better, was, better than uh, better than Missile Command. Battleship. Missile. Battleship. That was it. Yeah. Well, anything would be. Yes. Oh, I so again saw a free so screen, a free preview screening of that, and still wanted money back. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, at least a refund on my popcorn. Uh, <laughs> And uh, there's a new Age of Ultron trailer, which I did not watch because oh. I don't want anything spoiled now. I watched it. Oh, did I watch it? Oh, did you? There were a couple of couple of really interesting quick snippets there. One of uh, the Scarlet Witch casting a spell into yeah. somebody's head. And if, he, if, if which Derek there doesn't a, want spoilers, there was though, a character really poster. I didn't, say, I didn't say who. There was a character poster of her released last week in which she looked like Daniel Craig in Spectre. <laughs> Is it? So, it's true. Yeah. And, got, uh, and got Ultron the... looks like the cover of Crisis. Yeah, yeah, it's just uh, yeah. So anyway, no, the uh, the Steve Rogers move is is of course what everybody was talking about from t- the trailer that came out today. The one where he goes with the motorcycle. Yeah, he says, "What do you say? Oops, it slipped or something." Something, something, something along like those lines. But I, 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 I like. Just we're trying. We're trying to stay spoiler free. I, I, I did so. like the Thor line. It's in the. It's in the swing, or it's in the. Uh, <laughs> The swing, I think. The swing. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. all in the Which swing. Did you realize that Chris Hemsworth hosting Saturday Night Live actually may have given a spoiler? Really? For continuity? Did you, did you see him that host? That they won? 
No, <laughs> no. But uh, this is said is that he uh, he refers to Jane Foster as his ex girlfriend. That's true. Ah, I did notice. And that. that rumor has come out that Natalie Portman has left, and it's she doesn't it. want to have anything. So to do it's with that it. girl from Two Broke Girls now. No, no. <laughs> I think it'll be Sif because on Shield, Sif. When they said Thor, she like got all like. Well, she always gets all like. But now, th- but now that's he's available. Free to do now, okay. he's available. So I, I thought it was interesting that the sketch may have actually spoiled it. That was one of the best sketches SNL have had. <laughs> I got to go back and watch it. It's recorded. I liked his American Express commercial. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth, Norse god, American Express members. The other thing, <laughs> the other thing that I liked that they showed um, from this one. It's a minor spoiler. But the and cap has the, mag- the magnetic back uh, bracelet for, to hold on yeah. the shield. I don't consider those spoilers. I consider those that's just nerd bait. Yeah. Oh, and it was beautiful. Yeah. No, I, I'm not. I'm not exempting myself from going. Yeah. But uh, still, I'm like, I know. There's there's no one who's a normal, a muggle who watched that and went, "Oh, thank God, he's got the magnetic thing." <laughs> I did. <laughs> I said a normal, Rick. You're the guy who posted today. Oh yeah, my my opto- ophthalmologist said, "I you're such an engineer." Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Come on. The um, I'm not the only one pointing it out. The other the other thing that isn't isn't a spoiler. It's just a, an ominous line was, uh, is I forget if it's Stark says it, but this is we're not going to all get out of this alive, are we? I don't remember who said that. Uh, yeah. There's a rumor that someone is not going to survive. So it's a possible. I could, I could see uh, somebody, somebody. I can see a couple people potentially dying so that someone else could take up the mantle of whatever. So I don't think it's happening yet, but I think that. But there's That's been a strong coming, rumor. but it's, I don't. Not in this one. Okay. Uh, yeah. I don't think. There's one. I think there's one character. I think it could easily happen. To. I think they're just going to kill Coulson again. <laughs> I think every, Avengers, every, <laughs> every Avengers, they have to kill Coulson. It's he wacko, goes to Tahiti. Wacko Coulson. Wacko Coulson. He, he, he dies in the movie. He wakes up in the show. <laughs> right. Yeah, and goes. What happened? Oh, not again. This, now he, now this time I went to Persia. <laughs> Patton Oswalt shows up again. Exactly. You know, they'll kill Patton Thirteen Oswald. of them. They'll kill a Patton Oswalt. That's okay. He's again. Yeah, I mean, he'll just show up. They'll There's kill a whole him. bunch of them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, anyway. Uh, the Crow is, uh, once again, back from the dead. Uh-huh. This time they have cast... This is like the third time in the attempt to revive it that they've announced a casting as Eric Draven. Uh, Jack Houston, who is... The name the, is familiar. He's the half-faced guy on Boardwalk Empire. Oh, he's excellent. And I believe he is part of the Houston dynasty. I saw him in something else, too. Trying to remember what it was now. Was uh, it Boardwalk Empire? No, I saw it in Boardwalk Empire. Was it Boardwalk Empire? No, it maybe. <laughs> yeah, okay. This is probably Empire of the Boardwalks. Boardwalks. <laughs> yeah. Was it Santa Cruz Beach Nights? Uh, was it Lost Boys? It was. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, and then of course, uh, with, sudden impact with, with Deadpool. Uh, T.J. Miller, who is rapidly becoming one of my favorite stand-ups. Uh, is has confirmed that he'll be playing Weasel, Deadpool's uh, armor sidekick, and Morena Baccarin. He doesn't get the crap kicked out of him. Oh, for, he will. He will. Putting it out. No, 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 no. They, they don't care. This is Fox. Fox doesn't care. Fox. Fox's motto is: We need all the the positive publicity from one of our movies we can possibly possibly get. That's true. 
And uh, so, you know, like Fantastic Four, uh, what's his name? The guy playing Mr. Fantastic, Miles Teller, yeah. said, oh, no, we got to do fan service. The, the regular outfits will show up at the, at the end. I'm like, by the way, we've been called back to shoot uh, footage of us in those outfits right, because right, everybody right, hates right. us. Yeah. And the line will be, we made a horrible mistake. These are good costumes. Those are bad costumes. That's actually what the line will be. Yeah, that we made a horrible like, mistake. They're going to put their four hands in the middle. They'll have that shot of them and go, you know, and then they'll say. Never again. And now, new costumes. Why Sue. did we sign a multi-picture deal? <laughs> Sue, make us new costumes. That's canon, too. Okay, so uh, <laughs> that actually is. Didn't she sew them? I think in she. Episode, in yeah. uh, the third issue? So, way back when, kids. Uh Back before the killing joke, there was this book called The Fantastic Four, which in a month there won't be any more. Anyway, uh, so uh, T.J. Miller said, and Marina Baccarin is going to play the love interest slash rival for Deadpool. Uh, so she's having a, a banner year. So oh, yeah, she's she's on um, Gotham. Gotham right now. Yeah, and she's doing great on that. I know. Well, I'll come back and we'll talk about. Oh, that. excellent! But first, it's been too long. Let's talk about how we're all ramping up to what? Uh, what's the name of? They announced last week Disney the spinoff title, Rogue something. Oh, Rogue One. Yeah. So the, they finally announced the first spinoff. We know nothing about or it. Or Star Wars. Or Star Wars. Yeah. Re- reintroduce that's, Drew that's because idea. he's he needs his bona fides here. Oh, okay. you give us your bona fides. Come on, talk I, for yourself. I, uh, my name is Drew Campbell, uh, and uh, my bona fides are I'm a lifelong Star Wars nerd that had the great fortune in the late 90s of contributing to the expanded universe a bit uh, by uh, freelancing for West End Games, who had the Star Wars license at the time. And now that the expanded universe doesn't exist, arguably I, you wrote I'm now lonely. Arguably you wrote the first volume or first edition of the Bible for the new universe. I wrote a, a, a chapter of the the you Bible. Contributed for the news. I contributed to. I was. It was more like the Ecclesiastes. Yeah. <laughs> I was, Letters to the Corinthians. I was the 1997 droid expert. There you go. There we go. Um, so yeah. So uh, the finally announced the the title for the Star Wars spinoff, Rogue One. We know that it's based on an idea uh, by John Knoll, who's been, of course, with uh, Lucasfilm and Star Wars since the beginning. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's literally all we know. Everybody's assuming it's going to be about Wedge or Luke, and I'm not, uh, not going to bite on that white yet, because I have a feeling they're titling it Rogue One specifically to throw us for a loop. Um, so what were the different rogue squadrons? So, cause, because there was, a, there was a series of paperback books, too. Right, right. right. And Dark so, Horse Comics. So yeah, yeah. And, Dar- and Dark Horse Comics, which were all kind of interchanged. Um, the, well, Rogue Squadron was originally the uh, 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 Hoth uh, uh, Snowspeeders. Yeah. Then they continued on uh, with Wedge leading them. Um, there was uh, an X-Wing uh, Rogue Squadron series, and then that broke off into Aaron Alston's uh, Wraith Squadron series, and then there was all the, the comics as well. Of course, now all of that was Expanded Universe and is now gone. No, it's not gone. It is Legendary. Now Legends. It's, it's no longer uh, even remotely tied to the canon. Right. How's that? Um, yeah, it's still there. It's still in print. There's still wonderful stories. I highly suggest uh, if you like uh, space action adventure, the the Rogue Squadron series and the, and the Ray Squadron series are, are fantastic novels and great. Um, so a lot of people are assuming that it's going to be you know X-wing pilots and and everything. I, 
I wouldn't be surprised if they threw us for a loop on that and had Rogue One mean something completely different. Yeah. Uh, a lot of rumors are talking about it being a, a young Han, young Boba movie, too. So who knows? All we know, the title and one cast member, which is uh, Felicity Jones. And we don't even know who she's playing. <laughs> Yeah. Not the black cat in Amazing Spider-Man 3. That's all we know for sure. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, and we got the release date for that as well. So that's the May. other thing. Back so, to May. Well, that's that's for Episode 8. Rogue One comes out next December, just oh, like Force Awakens comes confused. out. Yeah. And then six months later, in May, we get uh, Episode uh, 8, <coughs> which, of okay. course, is still untitled. But looking forward to it. And we couldn't get out of Larry Kasdan. Yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> There. So we're going to get a Star Wars Revenge movie every year podcast. now. I'm, I'm super thrilled. Yeah, yeah, but uh, you're complaining about the lack of expanded universe. So Disney is rushing to expand the universe back with Star Wars colon Journey to the Force Awakens, uh, which is so. Even though this is technically not movie news, it's book news, but it's kind of multimedia because as, as you and I were talking in the parking lot, there will be sticker books that are in continuity. That's right. Uh, so there's like 20 different <laughs> books carrying this. There's a, a graphic novel in December 2015 because I looked right. put the link up. Marvel. I'm sure they're running individual issues. It'll probably start in a couple months, but they and haven't. They'll do really a graphic it. novel of it. Yeah. yeah, a collection. But it's December 2015 is when their trade paperback will come out or hardback. I'm sorry, it will be a hardcover. Undoubtedly. Um, and then there's some hardcover novels and then some young adult novels, and they're all kind of filling in what happened between Return of the Jedi. Now that heir to the empire doesn't exist, uh, you know it exists. It's Pulled legends. It's a it's legend. legends and still a fine story. Channel yeah. your inner Grant Morrison on this. The, you know. the big totally. one that they announced uh, was from uh, Chuck Wendig is going to be doing uh, Star Wars Aftermath, which apparently takes place immediately following Return of the Jedi, which was a uh, place of honor previously filled by Trusa Bakura. And as far as I am concerned, I can't wait for Aftermath. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. I've been actually trying to keep up to date with all of the quote-unquote new canon since they made the announcement. So which ones have you liked? Uh, so far, I've actually liked I've liked everything I've read thus far. And I've read, I read the three novels that are available now, which is... Uh, Scoundrels? Is that... Scoundrels is in is the, still the previous Legends. One. Uh, the first one was A New Dawn, which is uh, the uh, prequel, prequel to, to Rebels. Rebels. Right. So it's uh, how Kanan and Hera from Rebels met. Uh, fantastic. Really enjoyed that. The second one was Tarkin, Tarkin. which uh, gives you a, a way deep backstory uh, into how Tarkin, well, grew up, actually, all the way into how he became Grand Moth of the Empire, or of the Outer Rim. Right. The very first Grand Moth. Um, and then the latest one was Heir to the Jedi, which is a first-person account from Luke Skywalker. Shortly after the Battle of Yavin, he doesn't know how much force he knows. He, he's, he spends a good amount of time trying to move a ramen noodle with the force, you know. Um, it was okay. Okay. Uh, it, 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 That's it, the one I had hope for. Yeah, it was... It, it, I was disappointed in some things. Part of that is is my devotion to the old expanded universe. So, I things pulled me out of it, like uh, B wing starfighters existing right after the Battle of Yavin and being in the possession of pirates. When, as far as I'm concerned, they were developed by Admiral Akbar shortly before the Battle of Endor. So, yeah. 
little things like that took me out of it. I think it was a, a strong story. It could have been stronger. Um, but so far, they're on a, a really good uh, uh, yeah, we'll, direction. We'll have to see how it develops because, I mean, there was such a great storyline about how Luke went off and founded the new Jedi um, Academy and the, all the, uh, the, the temples that were on the, the, the jungle planet mm-hmm. where, yeah, and all the, all, the, all the kid Jedis there. And they were able to blend the, the youth stories in with the older stories, too. So. Right. It'll be interesting to see how they go forward, especially with a new 30 years to fill between, the, between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. So uh, this, uh, this journey to The Force Awakens that they're pushing in the fall is really going to be jam-packed. I don't know how any Star Wars fan is going to be able to Catch consume all, all of it. it. Yeah. That's, that, you know. They're going to take a week off of work, a huge loss, loss of productivity in the American workforce. Right. So that's all right. Well, so I'm, I'm hoping we learn a lot more about this particular publishing push in a couple weeks at the Star Wars Celebration in Anaheim. So. so do you think everybody, I mean, after the first two prequel movies, yeah, everyone was pretty much down on their expectations for the third prequel movie, right? The, the start episode three. Many folks were, yes. And so it seems that people have a much higher anticipation for the force awakens yes I, I would agree with that statement and I would I would if they don't deliver on that oh yeah th- it's going to be massively bad for them well don't you feel that they're almost in a position now where it's like wrapping up a long held TV series or something where no matter what they come up with you're going to disappoint somebody although on the flip side it's got to be better than Phantom Menace so people might be super excited as a result That's of that. like saying I'd rather have the flu than well, it's malaria. <laughs> it brings up another one, another franchise that's getting a relaunch and everybody's excited about online is Alien being revived by Neil Blomkamp. Mm-hmm. Which is another one where they're all like, everybody's going nuts that Sigourney Weaver's going to be in it. Michael Bean announced today he's going to be Hicks and that's great. Except... <coughs> what people are not paying attention to is, except for District Nine, nobody's liked a Neil Blomkamp movie. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it's. Rid- I'm almost sick of fandom because it, yeah. I just want to walk yeah. away and go like, guys, you know, you didn't like Aliens three and four. Okay, great, fine, whatever. You haven't liked Aliens vs Predator. It, it Star Wars is like, and I think that re- was referenced in the sitcom Spaced. Star Wars and Alien are very similar in. You have these diehard fans who hate almost everything that has been done with that franchise. Yeah. So what do you like? Did yeah, I, 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 I roll my eyes a lot online um, because it, it's, it's funny. I'll be in a game forum or on Facebook or, or something. Yeah. And, and somebody will be talking about how much they love Star Wars except screw the, pre- the prequels. Well, then, you know, except yeah. the whole. There are issues with the prequels. I still love them. You know, yes, all three of them. <laughs> Get out. You know, uh, the Clone Wars series was brilliant. Rebels so far has been phenomenal. What I've seen of Rebels yes. I've really liked. And Clone Wars I liked. I just didn't get into it. Sure. Yeah. It helps when you binge it. Yeah. It, it, I've heard that. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it does. Week to week, I think the, the individual stories probably were a little weak in places. When you're binge watching it, it's incredible. There's there's more continuity in there that you would, you would grasp than you would expect. in, in yeah, watching absolutely. it. Absolutely. 
And Disney's definitely pushing it because uh, even which I thought Clone Wars was sort of not going to be canon anymore. But oh no, it's it's hundred percent. They're they're pushing because uh, we Luke and I just watched the Big Hero Six uh, Blu-ray, and they put in there the trailer for the Lost episodes. Right. Oh, uh, you know, so the, the last which are only available right now on, on the Netflix, collections. But they're gonna uh, Netflix had it. Netflix had, had, had it. it. Okay. So they're they're going to be releasing the last season as a Blu-ray collection or a Excellent. DVD collection. And I was watching it going, wait, is this a whole new seat? You know, and then realizing, oh, no, no, no. I mean, it actually, I, it, the trailer drew me in. Yeah. And, which is what happened with Rebels. I was going to, eh. And then I watched that first episode of Rebels. And unfortunately, that's all I had time to, right. to watch so far. The first episode, I was, I was like, oh, the okay, movie. well, yeah, the, launch the, movie. The, the long movie. The, the first two episodes yeah, yeah. stuck together. I um, loved it. I enjoyed it. I felt, I, it was, I, I, was, I felt it a little too derivative of... Aladdin? Uh, no, <laughs> kind of, yeah. I didn't uh, yeah, of, The of, Kyber in the Rough. I thought new, it was wrong of yeah. them to say that. Of, yeah. of basically, New Hope. It was like analogs to the crew of the Millennium Falcon and all Certainly. that stuff. Yeah, so. as it, as but actually, that's if what you I haven't finished it. watching it, as it advances, the, the when everything starts to gel and the characters start to become family, it really gets strong. <laughs> and the season finale, I won't spoil it for anybody who hasn't watched it yet, but the season finale just had me jumping up and down, giddy like I haven't been. Is that coming back? Uh, since I was a yeah, kid. Yeah, it's coming back. Yeah, okay. season two actually premieres at Star Wars Celebration. Oh, excellent. So okay. they're gonna Which uh, Drew will be attending and is uh, just asked me if we wanted any uh, news from it. So Yeah, yes. absolutely. I will, I will be happy to pass along anything I learned. Cool. Yes. All right. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about TV. It's getting, it's getting a little bit late, so I just want to rush through. We did. We know that Preacher is going to, t- going to pilot on AMC, and that they announced who they've cast as Tulip. Ruth Nega. Ruth Nega, who is the girl in the flowered dress on the agent on Agents of Shield. Uh, Rima. Rena. 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 So interesting choice. I mean, I knew yeah. that I knew that Tulip was not going to look like, uh, you know, it was not going to be the Tulip of the comics. But for a very good reason. Those comics are now like almost isn't Preacher almost twenty years old now? Probably. You know, at least fifteen well, at least years close old. To it, yeah. at, at, you know, so again, a different time. You got to update. You got to be a little more multicultural, yeah. and uh, so that's interesting. They're also talking to. They haven't officially announced, but they're talking to Dominic Cooper, Howard Stark, for pl- to play Jesse Custer. That's kind of cool. I think he could be a really interesting. Yeah, interesting, Jesse. Uh, that's not a done deal. That's hey, just, and then we'll have that crossover from somebody who's in the Marvel universe and, the, and a D, ADC universe movies. It's not the only one. You've got Josh Brolin, remember? Oh, Jonah yes, Hex yes. and Thanos, Chris Evans. Never happened. The Losers and uh, yeah. Captain America and Fantastic. Okay, so Lord. those are Vertigo titles. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's been done. Maybe it's, it'll be the first good one. <laughs> No, that one, I, I, I have high hopes for Breacher. I really do. Uh, and then uh, CW did announce that they, which was like one of those poorly kept secrets, that uh, they are planning a third superhero show uh, based on the DC Universe featuring Firestorm and the Atom and the dead Black Canary from Arrow. Yeah. And yet three other characters that they have not announced. They just had casting things like the Traveler, a cocky character from the future, likely well, Booster Gold. Maybe in a blue and gold costume. Maybe. Uh, but 
oddly, they also said that they're going to take Captain Cold and Heat Wave and put them in this show as well. Uh, leave them the Flash. Have you been watching? Have you caught up on the I Flash? I am caught up on the Flash. I am not. Oh, what a great last episode. Man, it's setting... Even though they're going to undo it. I mean, I know, I know they're, they're going to undo, undo it. it I, and they've, they've, they've telegraphed how they're going to do undo it. But Well, thank God, because I watched it and went... But Ugh. everything about that, you're, you're going, this, this is the way a Flash superhero operates... And you know, with with a setting speedster, up the, yeah. the speedster wall and then breaking through time and the foreshadowing of that and the for and uh, and, and many the, things are confirmed and I watched it going, which I still have this problem. I mean, it's like it's like Gotham the situation of they are burning through plot I, and I love that. Yeah. Except that I want the Flash for last to last several years and they've got they will. The and thing when, is, <laughs> but no, when no. you're burning through so much plot in the first season, but that's what we get so pissed off about. <coughs> When they, when I know they, they can't they, please me when they drag out the first season. Have I mentioned how happy I am that Neil Blomkamp is doing Alien? Okay, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> when, when the, <laughs> is that your mother? <laughs> no, because my mother would not say Neil Blomkamp or Alien. That's why I'm confused. Yeah. Um, no, but they, when they when they drag out the first season, they play everything slow. They introduce know, something, and they finally do. They finally finish the arc in the last five episodes. This has just been. There's so much was, good stuff it, in it. You've had the. You've had the. This, the beginning of the, of the rogues. You've had. You've had uh, thorn. 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 thorn yeah, I can't. I. No. That's a sport. The Eddie Thorn. Don't right. go any further. Okay. Uh, but the, the several villains. The yellow. The yellow the flash. Flash. Yes. Um, so, are they going to overdo it? They've got Arrow, Flash. They've got Supergirl coming, and now the the. Adam, yeah, the new team. Brave and the Bold or Justice yeah. League or World's Finest. I mean, how, I don't, how much can so we? Say? I'm willing to find out. I don't think it's really a problem because it's the same. It's a how lot many like Law and Order and CSIs are there. Yeah, believe me, demographics. How many, uh, but Flash is essentially is essentially a police procedural, as is Gotham. <laughs> Arrow, Arrow has kind of broken away from police procedural. It, it was starting out that way, and they've, they've definitely gone big on their storylines. is just a paranormal show. Supergirl's yeah. going to be a procedural. Uh, it, it basically is. And then there's something else that, oh, oh, Lucifer is going to be a procedural. Oh, crap. No, that actually fits. Okay. I like the idea of, oh, we, we've got this expert. Oh, by the way, he happens to be Satan. Satan. <laughs> right. Who better to catch a criminal they just got to get Dana Carvey to. I want to see his 401k. Fantastic. Uh, not a 401. Uh, did you watch iZombie, buddy? I, I, I didn't did. get a chance. I did. So was it, it better was, than it I was, was afraid? It was the most charming zombie story you'd ever I watch. Still th- I still think the thing with it, I and I, not having watched it, is if you're a fan of the comic, it's just not the comic. But that's okay. She was so perfect. See, I'm just a Veronica Mars fan. So, yeah, and it was. So, it no, was no, and I get that. And give that's me a zombie Veronica Mars, and I'm happy. That's, that's what it is. That's what it is. That's perfect. And, yeah. Perfect. And and they didn't, they didn't drag out the first. You know, it's gonna, It's like it's like Buffy. They're going to assemble an ensemble around her, and they've got they've got kind of the family side of the ensemble around her characters that are yeah. going to repeat all the time. And they, but they did the first reveal of of her superhero ensemble, and they did it so painlessly and so wonderfully. It just, I just, when you watch shows like that, and they're trying to hide oh, wait, their superpower. They, they don't have. Do they have other supernatural beings? 
because Rob. You want Tom- me to tell you? Well, yeah, because Rob Thomas told me specifically no that they weren't going to do that because Buffy had already done it. There's there's another zombie. There's at least one other zombie. Oh no, no, that I knew. That yeah. there's going to be there's there big zombie But the, the thing is, exist, they, have, they yeah. aren't necessarily supernatural. Okay, but the comic book is, and I don't know if you've read the Vertigo it's, series. It's more zombies like from uh, Raccoon City. From uh, no, 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 uh, Resident Evil. Resident yeah. Evil, yeah, or Biohazard if you're Japanese, yeah. one of our Japanese listeners. But in the co- in the comic is, is is the zombie. There are many zombies, but she okay. is the the one. Then there's a wear terrier. There is a ghost, and then eventually there is a monkey who is possessed by this by the spirit of. The Wear Terrier's grandfather. Excellent. It's it's a wonderfully. They haven't. That I've got to go back and read it. I never read it. Oh, you should. I, yeah. I'll, I'll see if I have. I think I have them on my daughter's shelf. Like okay. I, I, and I'll, I'll learn the trades. Um, Perfect I, place for a zombie book. But they haven't tipped them. They oh, absolutely. My daughter loves. You know, come on. She's almost sixteen. They haven't uh, tipped their hat to anything supernatural. I don't think he's. Go- I don't think he's going to yeah. because he said Buffy's done it, and I'm like, yeah, but you took this great Vertigo series. I just—it's fun. I don't yeah. want to lose some of those. I love the wear terrier, Scotty. That'll be that'll be season two when ratings dip. It hits me right where. Um, you, I hope you don't cringe too bad, but True Calling. And, no, I already know it's True Calling. I mean, and, it sounds and, so and Wonderfalls. Wonderfalls, I love. I never Wonderfalls. saw Wonderfalls. Oh. I liked True Calling. It was though. it was Wonderfalls was really quirky, but I did cringe just because you told me to. So okay. I, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we, we just gushed over Flash. Uh, Shield, I did not watch this week's. But, I did. But, uh, again, wow. Yeah, this, this season's humans. just been awesome. Although, again, then this is the nature of television. I'm, I'm bothered. You can't please me 100%. How, I feel like there's artificial drama, like, with, uh, with Sky. And her powers as of last week's episode where... Where, uh, where she Sid, had to acknowledge it. Yeah, and Simmons is like, we should destroy them Kill all. I'm like, now. what? You've yeah. been with... You've been no. with... You've seen Thor. Um, you know, right. but anyway. Right, um, And then Gotham. I'm not 100% caught up, but I'm really hoping... Uh-huh. Wait. Gotham is going to work for me in one way. If they totally throw away what we think we know about continuity. Because I don't want Barbara Keene to come back... I want Dr. Tompkins and Commissioner Gordon to have a, to be a couple for a while. because yeah. there is so much energy and heat well, between Keen, them. Keen's kind of back, but she's not really. But I, I got back. the feeling when I caught up with the episodes with Dr. Tompkins, with Leslie Tompkins and Marina Backer and playing her, yeah. that what happened was halfway through the season they realized, wow, we're going nowhere with this Barbara subplot. We need someone he can actually play off of. Yeah, and then she's there, and it's like, yes, that would be nice. I, so you didn't? Have you caught? Are you like one or two episodes <laughs> behind? I've all, uh, I've caught everything with the. Did cranes. you see the one with the circus? No, not yet. That's oh. the next episode. I have to watch. Oh, God, that. So uh, you know, but I, I'm saying there is a scene. Is that the only way that the Gotham's going to work for me? Is if is if I they tell me I in a way that I don't know what's going to happen. So when Doctor Tompkins and and Gordon get together, it's like that works. And I thought, okay, Bruce is going to go off. You know, maybe for a second, I don't know that Bruce is going to become, uh, you know, I mean, I know he's going to, but, but, but the villains can appear, and you, have, and you have the cranes. Totally different origin for Scarecrow. Yeah. You know, okay. Not, not a big, not a big, uh, not a big spoiler, but 
they had the flying Graysons. No, I, no, I've known that was coming. Okay, and then and then there's why this, else would they do the circus? They're doing such a good job. I mean, the we've we know we've seen the Riddler, we know we've seen the Penguin, you know, all this. Yeah, but they they foreshadow somebody else, and it's just so Everybody amazing. Knows they foreshadow the Joker. Okay, again. that's you know, not Clayface. That's no. not Clayface. No, thanks. Way to go back to Hush. It's it's who they foreshadowed as well. <laughs> Poorly. It's one of those scenes where you don't know it's happening until it's until you go, oh my yeah. god, oh my god. I but you know what? I'm still I'm still gonna prefer. I don't know if they'll do it, but what they had joked about at the beginning was that they were just gonna have a lot of people that could be the Joker. Yeah. And I would so much rather it goes like in three or four seasons go. Yeah. Which of these candidates is it? I thought that was going to happen because they had they had the Red Hood, <coughs> Red yeah. Hood Gang too, yeah. and that's one of the one of the origins. But they didn't follow through on that. So, well, I think it's very funny if you keep going up to, just to the edge of is this going to be the Joker? Boop, sort of like in the Hot Tub Time Machine with the one arm on. Uh, sure, what's his name? You know, yes, it's still my favorite joke in in cinema in 2015. Um, and then I will will end on a happy note is that. Thank God, the long wait is over. Sci-Fi has scheduled Sharknado 3 for this summer and given it official title, Oh Hell No, <laughs> which is either a legitimate character reaction within it or the reaction of most people when they found out it's going to be a Sharknado Did you hear 3. the casting of the, um, the mother... Uh, I've forgotten who. Well, you're acting as if I've seen it and feel like no, there's a continuity no, 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 that matters. No, well, Zeering's father's being played by Hasselhoff. Right, Hasselhoff, and who's playing um, Tara Reed's mother? It was Bo Derek. It's Bo Derek, right? And and the uh, yes, the, the Mercury this morning Brilliant. was saying that's that's crazy casting because Bo Derek looks so much younger than Tara Reed. <laughs> <laughs> and the Sharknado will go all up and down the eastern seaboard. You got to admit, it's a better subtitle than the, than the second one, which was the second one. one. No, I like Oh Hell No. I, yeah, I think oh, it's a, I think it's a brilliant title. Yeah. But again, having to explain to like my son, whose soccer team was Sharknado, uh, to have to explain to him that um, no, this couldn't actually happen in real life. Well, we don't know. When Tara Reed believes it's a it's a legitimate meteorological phenomenon. Anyway, didn't Tara Reed lose her hand in the last one, or arm? Or? I uh, I managed to miss that one. I mean, yeah. do you think the continuity is going to matter in these movies? So she back with the whole hand, yeah. Just grows it back like a starfish. Exactly. Oh man! But if she has the, so if she has a, a, a sword hand or a, or a, a chainsaw hand, hand yeah, Ash. Which, by the way, I'm just going to say I, I was going to end on Sharknado, but my son has gotten me kind of interested in this Disney Channel Disney XD cartoon. Gravity Falls, yeah, which actually tri- did a tribute it. to Evil really? Dead. Brilliant. They did a scene, and because and Luke, I've got Army of Darkness on Blu-ray, and so Luke's like, you know, explain it, and I'm trying, you know, we don't watch horror films. I explain the plot, and he goes, oh, okay, now I know, you know, but to actually watch the scene in Gravity Falls and say, in a cartoon, it's almost cute, but that's right out of Evil Dead too. Yeah, and to say and to explain it to him, so. Uh, if you haven't watched Gravity Falls, listeners, you should. This is a really interesting show. Very clever show. Very clever show. Yeah. Very clever show. <laughs> and it has a continuity. And it has a, a, a continuity I did not realize was as tight as it is. Hmm. And it's coming to an end. Next week is the is answering everything about their summer at Gravity Falls. The series Falls. finale. 
I don't know if it's going to be a series. It's a season finale, okay. definitely. It'll end the arc. But it, but it definitely ended the arc in a way. And Luke was explaining it to me, and I went, what? We've got to watch that. And we watched it, and I went, wow, that, there's a lot more going on in this show than I thought there was. Yeah. Because I've only watched a few episodes, and I have to go back to the beginning and watch the whole thing. It's always been funny, but now it's like, oh, that was really cleverly plotted. Good Lord. So, you know, anyway. All right. So that brings us to the end for this evening. We will uh, come back again soon because I know our listeners have missed us, even though we had a fantastic CineQuest episode. And we got to thank everybody at CineQuest for giving us that opportunity and say hi to everyone that we picked up as a result. And uh, this is what the show is. We still have to catch up with some of the filmmakers and do some additional interviews. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but maybe when we're in a location where we can call. Right, right. There are people that I'd love to be talking to. Yeah. We have weeks of interviews worth trying to arrange you know and we'll see if that happens but we're grateful for drew campbell for showing up tonight oh thank you uh for everybody involved in donovan and sins for coming in and of course you can catch us on itunes please rate us review us all that stitcher app find us at www.fanboyplanet.com if you heard about something on here that you'd like to purchase and you can't find it at your local business please go ahead and use the amazon link we get a little kickback or if you'd like, I know tax season's coming up, but and we're not really a charitable foundation. We but, got a file for that. But you can, uh, well, I mean, see again, there's that slim line between nonprofit and no profit, and uh, so well, we do so much of community service. We you know? well, we're here. Look, we kept Coffee Society open. Uh, so anyway, we thank the Coffee Society, the Prune Yard, for hosting us this evening. Right next door to the Camera Seven Theater. Indeed, and you can, uh, of course, I was going to say, if you want to kick in a little to our PayPal link there on Fanboy Planet, we're happy to do that. If you've got any questions, comments, compliments, commentary, criticism, write in to editor at fanboyplanet.com. I'm Derek McCaw. I'm Drew Campbell. And I'm Rick Bretsnyder reminding you to use your powers only for good. Thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.thegreatlukeski.com. The power of brains compels you. Okay, I think we got this down. (laughs) (laughs) Fanboy. Dave can go to bed because I know he's tired. I gotta go to school tomorrow. Do you? Me too. Sucks, don't it? No, it doesn't. Sydney, Sydney, you don't have to get right up on the microphone. You'll be able to hear you. It's pretty loud. Just keep yourself like right here. Just say something, man. Out. Okay. Yes, that's great. It's really good. That's great. Let's see, you're number three. So that's that one. I'm just gonna chime in with you. Oh yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Might need to say it. Yeah. That's a good... Uh, Excellent. That's the good stuff. All right. Derek, let me hear you. I'm right here, and I meant to tell... I don't... Did I uh, text you guys that uh, Luke won a free uh, miniature golf game at... Uh, oh, really? did he really? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. We always what? had a card in. keep on coming. <laughs> we just win. Are you kidding? No. Wow. 
What do you do? We found that. We found a card no. that had 13,000 You enter, you just put the scorecard in with your name on it, and they do a drawing. This is our host, And he won the drawing. And we've won the drawing. We've won. I saw him. We have won four free games from Golf Land that way. Wow. If anybody has that opportunity to quench their thirst here, always. Now I have not, so. Your Twitter or Twitter? no, beyond uh, the dominant sins. I'll put this all on Beyond Forever later. Move the dog, please. Sit Excellent. Okay. Photos. <laughs> all right, Jason. Let yes. me hear you, just because you don't have headphones on. Hello, how's this? Can you hear me? A little right? bit, a little bit louder, a little closer. Hello, how's this? That That's a little better. Good. That's okay. good. Gotcha. It's like audible sunshine. <laughs> oh, I gotta turn you down. A I bit. heart you, <laughs> Derek. Now again. Okay. Uh, it's like audible sunshine. Okay. Aww. Okay, you guys, one at a time? Test. You don't need to get close. You're good. Test, test, test. Okay. Sibilance, sibilance. One, excellent. two, three. Excellent, excellent. And do testies, I sound like testies. a little girl? No, not quite. Okay, good. Only in post. Only when I want to. Derek. Um. Oh, man. Are that you ready? horrific, what you just heard. Are you ready? <laughs> you want to you run down the itinerary so I... Uh, I was going to bring it up, but... Uh, comics, we just want to talk about uh, Archie relaunching their horror imprint, some DC Comics controversy, Secret Wars, Zap Comics coming back, Orphan Black, we'll talk about the Spectre poster, the Pixels trailer, the New Age of Ultron trailer, Let's do it again. casting, Absolutely. and then talk about Star Wars Journey to the Force, all the different uh, crossover things and how... That really drew me. Because you went a whole hour and a half without a cigarette, I'm sure. He's already been out there. He's, oh, out he's a got a whole hours. minute and a half without a cigarette. <laughs> and you told me not to tell your wife. Oh, yeah. <laughs> TV, the preacher casting, uh, the new DC spinoff that's being developed. Uh, and then see what we saw, and then end on Sharknado 3 just because of what oh, it ended. Hell no. Oh, hell no. I love that that's the title. <laughs> Yay! Okay. But well, first, we'll talk about Donovan and Sims so that Dave McGuire can go home and go to bed. Yeah, that's it. Eddie! <laughs> Look at how cranky I love, I love, he's getting. I love that Sydney's going to stay up all night. Yeah. Oh, she would. But Dave... I won't either. I'm going. You really hard. haven't worked with Dave. I have. I, I know no. how cranky he I'm gets. I'm a huge, huge diva. I. It's <laughs> awful. That's oh, you are. <laughs> <laughs> Out of the mouths of babes. Wow. Oh. That was fantastic. Actually, good timing. That was. That's my kid. This is why season two is going to have far more. James <coughs> talking. Well, he said that after the first five minutes. He's like, "Okay, good to know. More Sydney." I'm like, "That goes without saying." <laughs> Okay, I don't think there's going to be more Luke, I think, too. When, when I was setting up and everything, it was so quiet in I here. know, but it's because everybody's now, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Theatergoer are coming yeah, in, and, they're, and they're all, they're all a buzz about uh, no. seeing That's Fred Astaire. He's so nimble. Yes. All right. Ready? Yes. Yes, we'll do it without intro. Like, we'll go cut a, a Donovan and Sims inter- interview in later. Let's just do it right off the top. Okay, let's do it. All right. Yeah. We'll just say we're going to do an interview, then we'll move into the regular show. All right, cool. That way, when they pre- repost it, 
their friends don't have to listen through all of the stuff we do. <laughs> That's absolutely true. That's just like when they want to watch our stuff. We don't want to sit through I, I got to say, <laughs> more credits, fast forward. There you go. It's like, that was fantastic. I've seen that car sliding we did, thing the, we over, did, over. We did. We did not uh, provide the same service for Lawrence Cast, and we're treating you better. Oh, <laughs> once true. again, it's true. I heart you. But Lawrence wouldn't let Derek call him Larry. Larry. No. Oh. He let me call him Larry all the way over to the restaurant he? and all the way back. And then I said, well, for the interview, you can call me Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow. Good stuff. I made it into the outtakes, too. He got prickly. It was just he weird. He got prickly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's hit it. All right. Oh, you got a hug. Wow. Good deal. Well, she would have hugged you, but you were too far away. I know. <laughs> he switched it. He's emotionally distant. <laughs> it's true. Bye bye. Bye bye. Put that on your Facebook statement. Emotionally distant. Yeah, Derek McCall is feeling. Is there a emoticon for that? If not, there should be. It's the fat one now. It's <laughs> emotionally distant. That's awesome. Wow.